Hello, and welcome to Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and in this episode, we are going to tell the success story of one of our very own, Kristen Harris. Before we begin today's episode, I want to share a couple of updates for what's going on here at E2E. First of all, registration is now open for E2E's third New Year Reboot Conference. The conference is 100% free, self-paced, and this year's theme is teacher self-care. Let's get through this year. You can register at educatorstoeducators.com. The link is in the show notes. Many of you have been listening to this podcast for three years now. Gosh, that's hard to believe. Over the three years, I've tried to release episodes as consistently as possible while taking breaks here and there. I've decided to put some structure around how we are releasing new episodes. The E2E podcast will now be released in seasons with structured breaks. Starting on January 8th, we will begin season two, which seems somewhat funny because there are over 70 episodes in season one, but I thought this would be the best way to begin batching our podcasts into seasons. So we will release a new podcast every Friday, starting on January 8th for eight consecutive weeks, and then take a break. We hope you enjoy this new consistency and new format. Some of you know I have released a new podcast show called Classroom to Boardroom. The mission of the podcast and the course that goes with the podcast is to help teachers who are ready to transition out of the classroom into a role at an education institution or company. Before I go any further, I want to clearly state that I want teachers to stay in the classroom. This is why I provide this free podcast, as well as 100% fund the free conferences we host each year. I want to support teachers in their professional development and mental health so that they have a long, healthy teaching career. But the truth is, is that many teachers decide that they want to leave the profession, and I believe they should not have to feel guilty about that decision. Teachers want to leave for many reasons. And I believe that if they want to leave, we should keep them in the education field by working at an education company where they can still have impact on students and teachers rather than going and working at The Gap or as a teller at a bank. My goal is to help these teachers transition and build a new career for themselves while still being in education. With that being said, today, we're going to listen to an episode from the new series, Classroom to Boardroom. It is the success story from our very own E2E family member, Kristen Harris. After this episode, we will be taking a break before our new season begins in January. We have some very special guests lined up to chat about teacher self-care, building a budget you can stick to, digital literacy, and much, much more. In conclusion, I want to acknowledge how difficult this year has been on everyone. Teaching hasn't been easy, but I know all of you can make it through the end of this school year with strength and a vision to simply do the best you can each day. 
You don't have to be perfect. Just show up and give what you can each day and do your best. Together, we can all get through this. And I really, truly believe there is now a light at the end of the tunnel. Now sit back and enjoy this new Classroom to Boardroom episode with E2E's very own Kristen Harris. Hi there, my name is Carrie Conover and I went from classroom teacher to ed tech leader to CEO in five years. I'm here to share the stories and wisdom of teachers who have successfully transitioned from the classroom to the boardroom. Let me help you let go of the guilt, start building your skills and create your own path to a new career outside of the classroom. Welcome to Classroom to Boardroom. I'm so glad you're here. Today on Classroom to Boardroom, we have the most special success story to my heart. Our guest, Kristen Harris, is going to be here to talk about how she went through the process of going from the classroom to the boardroom using our tool, Classroom to Boardroom. Before I introduce Kristen, thank you all for being here today. I want to remind you that this podcast episode is being brought to you by Classroom to Boardroom, the online course. The online course is set up in modules that you do monthly. There are so many amazing things inside the Classroom to Boardroom course, including self-paced videos and tutorials. We do live coaching sessions every month, as well as a mastermind and a job board where I review jobs that are live that have come to my inbox from all my amazing connections out there within education companies. So you can check out more about Classroom to Boardroom at classroomtoboardroom.net. Now, Classroom to Boardroom is only open a few times a year. So if you're listening to this podcast right when it comes out, you should know that just in a few weeks on January 3rd, 2021, Classroom to Boardroom will open for one week for registration on January 10th, which happens to be my birthday. The cart will close and the course will not open again until the summer. So make sure to check out more at classroomtoboardroom.net. Also, the link is in the show notes. Today, we're interviewing Kristen Harris. Kristen Harris is a previous teacher. She also was an E2E talent coordinator and helped us build the most successful summer conference we have ever seen. And today, Kristen's going to be joining us to talk about her journey from the classroom to the boardroom. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I love doing anything I can with you. <laughs> oh, the feeling's very mutual. So tell us just the story of your career and who you are. So basically, I always knew I wanted to work with kids. I always knew I wanted to work in education. So when I graduated from college, I started off in the classroom as a pre-K teacher, and I did that for many years. And then I went on to teach second grade intervention, and then I even taught third grade for two years, and I loved it a lot. And I love education and I love the community so much that I created an Instagram account so that I could connect to more teachers around the world. And that's how I was able to meet you. And I presented at your conferences and now I'm working in the ed tech industry. I remember the first time you submitted your first presentation for an E2E conference. And there's a lot of them that come in all at once. 
and I was building out the conference and I opened your video and I was like, who is this woman? I need to know her. You, I remember you were wearing like kind of this black lace blouse (laughs) and you had on this like bright red lipstick or bright pink lipstick. And I was just like, you just had this glow about you. And then you started to speak and I was like, wow, I need to know this woman better. I'm so (laughs) glad you came closer into the E2E universe and into my life personally. It's really been fun getting to know you personally and all the journeys that you're on now. So tell us, how did you know? And in this interview, you guys, is going to be a little different because it's very, it's happened very recently, like within the last six months. So Kristen, talk to me a little bit about how you knew you wanted to do something more and where our journey working together to find that more started. Yeah. I mean, I just, I knew I wanted to do something other than teaching when I was presenting at your conferences. I realized how much of an impact and how much power we as teachers, like the power we have to connect with each other and to help each other out. So when I was presenting at your conferences and then after that, I started like leading professional developments for the school that I worked at um, in Nashville. And I was helping other teachers and it was so close to my heart and I loved being able to connect with them. So I was just using my gift of teaching, but this time it was just with adults and that just drew out something super powerful in me. And so I definitely think that when I started realizing, okay, yes, I'm a teacher and I'll always be a teacher. (laughs) I, I teach my husband sometimes, like I'll always just be a teacher. And yes, that is a part of me. But I realized I had so many other talents that were deep down inside of me, too, all because of teaching as well. I always say, I mean, I could go back to teaching tomorrow, which I think leads us to this next point, which I ask every guest is, do you ever feel guilty about leaving? And if you ever did or do, how do you let go of that guilt? Yeah. So I do feel guilty at times, of course. And I think that's something that's really natural when you're in the classroom and you have so many cute smiling faces at you or when you hear the story of how you've changed a student's life. Like there's still times that I think about, you know, the looks on my students' faces when they would come up to me in the mornings and the hugs that I've gotten from appreciative parents. And sometimes that does make me feel guilty. But I I think I learned to let that go by reminding myself that number one, I'm still working in education, which not saying when you leave the classroom that you have to still work in education. But typically, I feel like teachers, that's what we're super passionate about. So that's what I remind myself of. And then I'm still in the business of helping other people. Now I'm just helping teachers, you know, make their lives easier. So I feel the guilt. But at the same time, I also understand that I did this for me. And I feel good about that. So let's talk about where you are right now. We haven't gotten to that chapter yet. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the role you are currently in? Yeah. So right now I'm a professional learning and support coordinator. I provide frontline support to teachers by making, designing, um, and facilitating trainings on the product that we have. And I provide real-time support by answering like tickets and questions that teachers and admin might have. And And yeah, that's pretty much it. So you went from professional development with E2E to professional development at eSpark Learning. So what a fun transition for you. Yes. Kind of sentimental for me, because as many of you know, that's where I spent 
I transitioned from the classroom into a role at eSpark Learning. So definitely a soft spot there for me, Kristen. So proud of you and happy for you. Thank you. You're welcome. So how did you go from being a teacher to getting this role, which is what a lot of people want to hear that are listening to this podcast? Exactly. Honestly, E2E helped me so much. And I'll talk about classroom and boardroom in just a second. But now that I'm thinking about it, really, even the presentations at the conferences helped me a lot because I got to see so many teachers who are so talented, who have so much wisdom. And it made me feel good about myself. It made me feel like, okay, like I have these qualities too. And there are other things that I can do outside of the classroom, especially because a lot of those presenters are, you know, they're triple threats, quadruple threats. They're not just teaching. They're, they're like super people. But yeah, so that was that was definitely a part of it. But then I was able to participate in classroom to boardroom, of course. And I remember staying up and listening to all the modules and taking so many notes. And the more I listened, the more I felt supported. And I felt like I was able to get tips, fix up my resume, and apply just those real life strategies from those modules into my professional life. And it was just really extremely helpful. And then on top of that, you helped me a lot because you helped train me and you helped me like see the difference between being in the classroom and being in the ed tech industry. And you helped me to realize that I already possessed all the talents that I needed to leave the classroom. And that was the best part of it because as teachers, we wear so many hats. And I feel like sometimes we're stuck to believing that like the only thing when you get that education degree, the only thing you can do is teach. And that's just simply not true. So in between, you know, presenting and classroom to boardroom, and then just you helping me, it definitely was just extremely helpful for me to move on and move forward. Oh, well, that makes my heart happy. I I say this phrase a lot to people. I've had in my life some mentors that were really good at holding a mirror up to me and helping Mm -hmm. me see things in those mirrors, in that mirror, and see my strengths. And I now am trying to be that for other people and specifically for teachers, because I do think it takes sometimes, I think there are many times I held that mirror up to you, Kristen, and said, well, look what you have. Yeah, exactly. How can you know, how can you rephrase this? And and that person that I'm talking about that I first saw in that video where I was like, who is this woman? I want to know her. I needed you to see those superpowers too. And and that's a lot of what we talk about in classroom to boardroom. Absolutely. Kristen, we talked a lot about your resume and cover letter, did some editing on that. You know that's a passion of mine. Um, and so I do sometimes give away resume reviews in fun. You know, if you do a review of the podcast, I do little challenges here and there, but I do also do resume reviews. So if you are just listening to this and you're maybe trying to get a new job at a school or you're trying to maybe become a principal, that is one of my favorite things to do is to dig into people's resumes and help them be the best that they can be on paper. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that because you were given that ability and now you're giving it back. So it it's so nice. Thanks. So looking back on this career of yours, uh, I know you've only been gone out of the classroom for a few months here, but how do you think you've changed or grown the most professionally? Mm, professionally, I think I've changed and grown a lot in the past. I I left in July. So it's been what, like six months now almost? Yep. Well, five months. 
I'm just able to speak up more for myself and feel more confident about my abilities. I think that, you know, it's easy to be confident as a teacher in the classroom, especially if you are very passionate about what you do. But once you leave that space, it's kind of like, what am I doing now? So just gaining that confidence. And then I just feel like I'm capable of helping and leading others without feeling doubtful of my capabilities. And I also feel like I'm more in tune with just little computer things as well. Like yes. have this job, I'm like on the computer a lot, making videos and stretching myself and my knowledge. So yeah, I've definitely grown in a lot of that in that aspect as well. It's funny. I was just meeting with a consultant who is similar in age to me, similar experience level, but works more on the sales side. And I'm, I'm working with her to help us bring E2E into some schools. And I built out like a sales deck for her to look at, to use when she's talking to districts. And so we had our initial meeting yesterday and she's like, did you build this deck yourself? And I was like, yes. And she's Mm -hmm. like, it's gorgeous and it's really good. And I was laughing with her because there are so many things I do at E2E, like our website, building out our conferences, a lot of our graphics. Like I do that myself. Now I'm to the point where I'm hiring really talented people who are way more talented than I. But for the past three years, like I've done a lot of that myself. And people are always like, how do you know how to do all these things? You know how I know how to do all those things? Because I spent three years at eSpark. I started, you know, as a partnership manager and I just worked my way up. But I did that by learning every single thing I could about the product and how the product's built and, you know, becoming friends with engineers, sitting in on sales meetings. Like I got really passionate about knowing every part of that company. So just going on a little tangent here, but that is one of the really cool things about making this transition is you learn so much about technology. Yeah, you really do. I didn't realize that until I stepped in the role. Uh, Now that I've had a chance to, like you said, experience not just things on my team, but talk to people in marketing and in sales and the engineers. What does it look like to make this kind of video when you have a a brand that you have to live by when you work for a company? So it's definitely, definitely something that I've now dived into. And I'm excited because it's just giving me more skills. And for teachers that want to build up their resumes, even after you get a job outside of the classroom, that's a great way to do that as well. It's fun in classroom to boardroom in the course, I'm teaching our students, uh, the current cohort that's in right now, which is an amazing group of educators. We are learning tools like Salesforce and HubSpot and what is branding? What's a book of business? What's a sales cycle? All this business jargon that like you don't need to know when you're in the classroom. No. <laughs> and teachers pick up on this stuff so quickly. They just really need almost like vocabulary lessons and tutorials. But it's really fun to see all of them stretch and grow. So let's talk about soft skills and hard skills. So what are some of the soft skills that are required to work in your specific role as a professional learning and support coordinator? So one thing that's probably the most important of them all is that you must um, be a great team player. There, yep. have so, so much of my job is to help support my team and not just support, you know, the teachers that we serve, but also to support each other because I do work for eSpark, which is a relatively small company. And so we're all kind of leaning on each other to help get work done. Another thing is I would say you have to be a problem solver. You can't just sit around and and wait for someone to like 
help you. You kind of got to go at it and, and show uh, tenacity and just really uh, put your your effort out there and solve your own problems a lot of the time. Not saying that you don't get help, of course, but being a problem solver is definitely a big part of my job as well. Yeah. A lot of my job is about being flexible too. Like I said, because you work with everyone, you might just have to be flexible on what your job looks like from the day to day. So you're never really doing the same thing all the time. Um, It might be towards the same goal because as a company and as a team, you have goals, but you just really have to be flexible and mission driven. Because if you don't have the same mission as the company, you're going to feel out of place for sure. Having that mission driven uh, as part of your core you know, beliefs as you go to work every day helps you in those tough situations when maybe you do get an email that's not so nice from a teacher. I remember seeing those come through or, <laughs> you know, I think that you being so aligned to the mission that when you have a problem that you have to solve, when your core is aligned to it, it makes it easier to solve that problem because you're doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. And one of the, yeah, and one of the biggest transitions that you made was going from teaching little bitties to adults. So those are some really important soft skills. Let's talk about those hard skills that you, we touched on this a little bit, but more specifically, what are some of the hard skills that you really need in your role? So in my role in particular, like having a Mac is, you know, our company thing, but I really had to learn my Mac and that sounds simple. But before I wasn't really using a Mac laptop. So we use a lot of things that are already built into the Mac for our company. So just having those computer skills, we also use Zoom. Zoom is a huge tool that I know even actually right now, a lot of teachers are actually using. So yeah, Zoom is under your belt right now as a teacher, like you're good to go. Yep. <laughs> and we use a lot of like Google, like Google Docs and um, Google Sheets and stuff like that. Making and editing videos is another skill that's super important because I work on webinars and I lead professional developments. And also, also we've started using this messenger tool called Intercom Mm -hmm. to connect with teachers. And it wasn't something I really had to know about going into the job, which is great because they were willing to like train me on it. And I, I still, I'm still learning about it every day. So those are just a couple of those hard skills there. And there's so many great ways that you can get these. Uh, YouTube is a bank. Like you could, you know, literally go to YouTube and search, tell me my way around a Mac computer. (laughs) Like those are things, those hard skills you can attain. I will say with Google, when I had left the classroom, Google Docs wasn't really in existence. And so we definitely weren't using Google Classroom. But I will say that I think Even Kristen, when you and I were doing some work together, I remember we hopped on like a Google Hangout so I could show you something uh, in Google Sheets that you had never seen before. And it was like totally fine because why would you, I think it was something with like hidden cells or something. And and why would you have to know that as a teacher? So when you say Google Docs, like when I go into my kids' Google Classroom and look through their docs, yes, there are some similarities, but there are a lot of things specifically with Google Sheets that I feel that teachers don't really have to use that often. Oh my Um, gosh, yes. Like for example, just the other day, I was working on something in Google Sheets and basically what I had to do was take some data from a webinar and take the the feedback from the teachers. And we had to see what was the most common thing we got as feedback so that we could help to uh, make our webinars better. 
and I had to make a pivot table. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yes, those, those are fun. <laughs> I, was like, I remember my boss, Curat, I just interviewed him, my first boss, Curat, for the master class in the second module of Classroom to Boardroom. And he and I were laughing so hard because I think he had to teach me how to do a V lookup like 10 times when I first, he was like the Excel whiz. And it was just one of those things. I just could not get my brain to click and understand a V lookup. Now you can just go once again, go to YouTube and be like, how do you do a V lookup? Exactly. But yeah, it's very different than the things you're using in the classroom. That's yeah. for sure. It's so crazy, but it's, it's so worth the time because having that experience will definitely help you in the long run. I agree. So any advice as we kind of wrap this up, two final things. Any advice you have for teachers who are looking to transition into a role at an education company? Sure. My main advice for teachers leaving the classroom is just to be confident in your abilities because as a teacher, like I mentioned before, you wear so many hats and you honestly have so many skills. And don't make... Don't let anyone make you feel like your only option is to be in the classroom if that's not where you want to be, right? Another piece of advice is to be willing to learn a lot. Even though you're still in education, this is going to be a completely different world. So just be open to learning a lot and be honest with yourself and others when you need help. That is great, great advice. And and don't let anyone guilt you out of making this choice and transition Um, because Kristen and I were talking before this podcast and it definitely, you know, for me years later and for you months later has been the right decision for both of us and for many people as you hear on these podcast episodes. So finally, I ask this with everyone that I've worked with, uh, including you and I here at E2E, do you have a favorite memory of us working together. And I actually want to start, usually I let the other person go first, but I already talked about ours, which is the first time I watched your video and just really realized how dynamic and beautiful of a human being you are and how much I knew you were going to have positive impact on the teachers that attended our E2E conferences. So that is definitely my favorite memory of working with you. Oh, thanks, Carrie. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, I mean, I have tons of favorite memories. By the way, guys, Carrie taught me how to use the app. Um, oh God, what's it called? What app? The messaging app that we were sending. Oh, to- oh Marco Polo. Yes. She taught me how to use the app Marco Polo, and that's not my favorite memory of her, but just... <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of a lame memory. <laughs> no, no, no. So all of the Marco Polos we've sent, like, there's been some fun times. So I have a lot of fun memories with you, but I probably think my favorite is when I first started working out of the classroom, I was having some issues with just adjusting, really, because sometimes I, I you do have issues adjusting. You've been in the classroom for so long. You are awesome at your job and you're leaving all that you know to do something greater and to do something great. And I was having some issues finding my worth in the work and remembering to be confident, but you just basically spoke life into me and reminded me basically how awesome I am and, and to show me that I just need to get rid of that guilt. And and you helped me with some self-esteem issues as well. So that's definitely that phone call that we had that night was definitely one of my favorite memories working with you for sure. Oh, 
Well, that makes my heart happy. And that's why I really decided to get gutsy and step out, not out from behind, but you know this, Kristen, like I always say this about E2E. E2E is not about Carrie Conover. Right. I founded it. I created it. Yes. But it's not about me. It is about the presenters and the teachers that come to the conferences and part of our membership site that learn. Like that is not about me. I'm just kind of the glue that holds it all together. Yeah. Classroom to boardroom was hiding behind the scenes for a long time. And I finally realized this summer, like, no, this is so important to help teachers who are ready to learn and figure out if this transition's right. And that is why I spent so many hours creating classroom to boardroom. If you're interested in classroom to boardroom, it's opening up January 3rd and it closes January 10th, the cart. You cannot get back in once it closes until uh, the summer. And we're going to work together. So you can start. It goes month by month. And if you get a month or two in and you realize this isn't for me, I will absolutely high five you and send you on your way back to the classroom. But if you decide this is a journey you want to take, you will stay with us for months and get that mentoring and get that support. I really do love to get to know every student and try to help them figure out what is going to truly make them happy in their career. So Kristen, thank you so much for your friendship, your knowledge, your time, and for being here to share your story of going from the classroom to the boardroom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Once again, if you are interested in our podcast, make sure you subscribe so that you get notifications when new podcast episodes are released. To you joining me each week for Classroom to Boardroom, welcome to this new podcast. Until next time, my friends, take care.